Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Shep Hyken. He is the CAO, Chief Amazement Officer of Shepherd Presentations, and one of the world's leading authorities on customer service and customer experience expert. Hello. Well, hello. (laughs) We need a lot of, we need some help on the customer service side of things in this world these days. Some companies do, some brands do, no doubt about that. It's they, the, if, if they didn't, I wouldn't have a job. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But you, I mean, customer service is so important in so many ways. And and I will tell you, can I give you one of my pet peeves? Like one of my things that tell me right away, like, oh, are you guys up on the customer service thing? It drives me crazy you know, when I walk into a place, a retail store, a, a restaurant, and everybody just ignores you. Okay, like, that's the first sign. That's a bad sign, right? All <laughs> it's it, all, not a good one. It just takes one person that works for the company to, to recognize that you have entered that space and be like, hey, hi, welcome, we'll be right with you. That's all that needs to happen. It's that easy, right? It's a smile. You yeah. know, I walked into a hotel once and it was late at night and the, there was one person behind the front desk. And as I walked in, I know they made eye contact with me. And then they looked back down and started typing and doing whatever they do. And I walked right up to them, suitcases in hand, set them down, kind of made a little noise because they now weren't right, looking right, at me. Right. And then I'm, I'm going to say it was probably 20 or 30 seconds, but it seemed like two, three minutes, right? And then she goes, oh, are you here to check in? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. Nope. what does it look like I'm nope. here to do? <laughs> I love carrying my luggage around with me and just checking out places and seeing what they look like. Yeah, you know? I was thinking about it, but, you know, <laughs> I'm beginning to have second thoughts, you know. <laughs> but it is so amazing how, you know, and I mean, and I, you know, my company is all about social media and we take the customer service for our own clients really seriously. I mean, when people are messaging someone's Facebook page or what have you, we're making sure that they're being heard. Yeah, because a lot of times, are they direct messaging or are they doing it where the public can see it? Right, 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 right. right. So like wherever it is, wherever that message happens to be, we want you to know that you are being heard. Right. Now, some of the places, I mean, they'll get an automatic message first, like to help them get, you know, like, hey, if you're looking for our locations, go to the website if you're looking for this, you know, right. so that we can help them right away if it's going to be an hour or two before we get to you. But even that, well, you know, we want to say to them, got this message, you know, we're going to get back to you. You know, we got to talk to management and we'll get information yeah, there, for you. There needs something. to be some sense of acknowledgement. Yes. Yep. Like you have been heard because social media is a two way street. It's not just, it's not the TV where we're just barking at you. Right. And my buddy Jay Bear says if it is social on social media, in other words, it's not direct message, somebody's going to your Facebook page, your Twitter, whatever, and saying, hey, I have a problem it becomes a spectator sport because yeah. the rest of the world gets to see what's going on and how that that company's going to handle exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's a, you know, like in the case of, you know, where someone's upset about something, it's going, you know, we apologize, you know, learning this information, please direct messages so we can contact you to, you know. Right. And that's what I suggest. So number 1 is everybody gets responded to, even yes. good and bad. Right. Okay, so the acknowledgement is there. If it's a good comment, you could wait a little bit longer, but don't wait too long. Yeah. But if it's a negative thing, hop on it. Yeah, as hop on as quickly quick as, possible. as possible. You need to create yeah. what's the right number for you. How many minutes? How many hours? Definitely not days. No. And then 
If you can, if it's a problem, move them to the direct message format. Take care of it. And here's where it gets exciting, in my mind. You do take care of it. Then you come back on the social channel that they were originally on. And you thank them for bringing this to your attention. You thank them for the opportunity to serve them and fix it. And in the perfect world, it's not always perfect, but in the perfect world, then that customer comes back and says, hey, I'm so glad I reached out. Thank you. And right. everybody sees there's this closed circle, this loop. And they're like, oh, and the yeah. company took care of yeah. it. And yeah, you have to like let everybody know that's what we were doing. Right. Um, okay, so I think I read on your site, you were talking about who's got great customer service. One of them, I believe, was Amazon. And I have to say, they really do. Yeah, you know what? If we survey Everybody, uh, not everybody, but every year we do a survey. It's a consumer survey based on the U.S. Census for Mm -hmm. age, ethnicity, geography. So we really get a cross-section of what a consumer looks like. Over a 1,000, and we ask them, one of the questions is, give us your top three companies that you think of when it comes to great customer service. Amazon has always been in that top 10. Usually, they're number one or two. Okay. And uh, you can guess what some of the others are, like Apple. Actually, one that I was surprised, I just wrote an article about this yesterday. It'll come out in about a month or so, uh, is that Google made the list in the top 10. Now, we really? asked, like, and that means a lot of people, you know, Chick-fil-A was on there, <laughs> you know, companies like that, and then Google. And does Google have customer service? And I started to think about it, and they actually do for the customers that pay. Yes. And, but that's such a small, small percentage of the people that use the product. But here's why Google got rated high, because it works. It just works. It, it's like 24-7. You got a question. I need to get directions to this studio yeah. to have my podcast with you. It will tell me how to get here. It true. It, <laughs> it is an amazing thing. I mean, and, and I, I will tell you, when Google first came out, I was like one of the first people. I was like telling everybody, I'm like, this telling you about this Google, this search engine is the best search engine I've ever seen. Because, you know, we were used to like ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask, and then Yahoo. and <laughs> Yeah, like places you're like, that isn't what I asked. This isn't what I want. Ask you Jeeves. Know? And then all of a sudden you get to Google and I was like, this is so great. And, and I kept and telling everybody about it. The new one, ChatGPT. ChatGPT. Okay. that You know that the the person that started Chat, which St. I don't Louis, remember, Missouri. St. Louis, and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, but how can I forget his name? I know, name? I can't uh, remember his I'll, name. I'll come up with it. Okay, yeah. well, well, one of us will remember before mm-hmm. the end of this. He went to Burroughs. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I know that part. <laughs> 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 Yay for us, no, in high school. We're so That's St. A, Louis. That's such a St. Louis We're thing. so St. Louis right now. Um, but uh, the- oh, Hold on, should we Google it? We could Google yeah, it. That will let us know. Yeah, let's Okay, I, yeah, I can't, I, since I know, my I've phone's- I've got my phone. My let's phone's up there Google, for Instagram. And, and we'll do, it's real, it's real simple. We just go to Google and we don't even have to Type it anymore. We just uh, where's my little? My, I don't oh, have yeah. my glasses you on. Can, I don't, yep. I've got readers. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Look at us. Who founded Chat GPT? Here it comes, and All we right. got it. Sam Altman. Sam Altman. Anybody out there know Sam Altman? I would yep. like to ask him to have a TEDx talk for his lovely TEDx St. Louis friends. <laughs> There's my plug. Um, but Chat GPT. Okay. As a marketer, I want to, I'd love to talk about by, this. By the way, it's funny. ChatGPT is kind of like the, on the Microsoft platform, direct competitor to what Google's trying to do. Yet I went to Google to get the competition's information. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, because yeah, you can Google just about everything, everything. right? They're not going to – that's a good thing. But um, 
So when that first came out, I was amazed at people that thought, oh, good, I never have to write another blog. It, oh, it's gosh. only going to take me two minutes now. I'm just going to do this, and ChatGPT spits it out. And then I'm like, okay, did you read it? Because ChatGPT, as great as it is, likes to say the same sentence a few right. times in a row. and It'll make mistakes. And you still have to do the research because the internet is not 100% on it. <laughs> so, and here's where ChatGPT is interesting. First of all, it, in November is basically when it came out. It took like two months for it to get to right. 100 million users, okay? Damn. And here's, I wrote an article, I have a weekly Forbes column, and it was how writers can use ChatGPT. And the first thing before I got into my 10 ways was I said, this is what it won't do and shouldn't do. It shouldn't write the article for you. right? Because what it does is it goes out to find the information, but if the information that's out there in the internet is wrong, it's going to come back and put wrong information into your article. Exactly. So what I do is use it as a conversation starter, an idea starter. Yes. Uh, can you give me 10 titles on a topic? And I look at those titles, I go, okay, I'm going to write about that Ooh, that's one. That's a good and one. And then I write yeah. the article. Uh, you can actually write the article and then say, give me 10 title suggestions based on the article. article. <laughs> or make this article better. Well, or well the thing about it, you got to be very careful. If you ask it to make it better and it starts making changes, there's some danger in that. Well, once that's, again, yeah, you back still to have to go right. back and look at it. But the last thing you want to do is copy and paste information. And because Google, or Google, excuse me, ChatGPT, it, it, like a watermark on a, a piece of paper, paper. Mm -hmm. If you hold it up to light, you can see it. Well, ChatGPT has the same type of watermark where search engines recognize this is a ChatGPT generated sentence, paragraph, article. Right. And and if you put it on your website and you haven't really made it yours and, and worked on it, you're going to have it's problems gonna with it. It's going to be noticeable. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be noticeable anyway. It's um, one of the things, I mean, what I love is that, and oh, let me just say another one great for presentations. Like, please give yep. me an outline for a yada yada mm -hmm. presentation. And again, not spot on. Like I did it recently a for a, a LinkedIn thing I was doing, but I was like, okay, this really, like it helped me organize my thoughts. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's just, okay. Oh, it didn't say anything about this. I need to add this in. I'm not going to talk about that. That's kind of silly. And I was able to just Finesse Would, yeah. it Wouldn't to you make like sense to have a choice of 25 things knowing you only need 10 yeah. and then just pull it out? Now, here's something really cool. I have an avatar. It looks just like me. I, I, so I, it must be cute. It, <laughs> I don't know about that. So I went up to New York, filmed this 10 minutes or so of, they gave me this wacky script, had all kinds of tough words. It was only about a 60 second or so script. And they said, now read it. Don't worry if you get it wrong. Now read it like you're having fun with it. Now read it real serious. And I did this and after about 10, 12 minutes, they go, okay, we'll let you know in a week how it looks. A week later, I get this uh, email that says your avatar's ready and it's just me. And what I can do, and this is amazing, and I'm gonna get to chat GPT in a moment. Okay. So we're, going, we're getting I, back there. I like there. this, no, okay. you got, you got what's my cool is that I can take out my phone and I can dictate anything, send it to this uh, app, and it renders it with me and video, matching my lips to everything oh up perfectly. Oh my god! It gets better. It gets better. I don't have to talk it into a you know my phone. I can type it and send it, and it will actually render it as a video. Now, if you know me, 
I'm a pretty animated guy. Right. That won't come out quite as much. Okay. But here's where it gets exciting. I had a client who said, do you do what you do in Spanish? I created a video for them and I do it in my studio on my camera. So it's got all the, it's me, not an avatar. Right. I said, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I can say uh, Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Burrito. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) Burrito, right. So, uh, but I said, I've got an idea. Tell me what you think. And what I did is I took my script that I used for my actual presentation Mm -hmm. on camera and I put it into chat GPT. And you know what I asked it to do? Translate it into Spanish. Oh my gosh. And within minutes, if that, I get this script. And then I opened up another chat GPT window and I said, would you please act like you're a college Spanish professor and give me a grade on this paper based on grammar? And it gave me an A. And then I submitted that to the company and about an hour later, I get this video back of me speaking perfect Spanish. My lips are moving. It's really bizarre because I don't speak Spanish. Now I'm sure it's not quite as animated as I am, but I sent it to the client, went crazy. That's and, so cool. And, and they do it Chef. in uh, Hindi and Italian and Greek and I think nine languages, and they're adding more all the time. Oh my gosh, now you got me wanting to have an avatar. Yeah. Um, so that is, that's truly amazing. I mean, and I think what, what, what I heard in all of this as well is that whole thought of maybe we are going to be able to speak the same language someday. Uh, very good. Right? There is currently um, a solution that will actually, if I'm talking to you and you're in a completely different part of the world and you don't speak any English, I will say what I say. It immediately translates it. So I actually hear the translation go to you. It's not simultaneous. Right. You'll hear me speak English. Then you'll hear whatever it is, the language. And then you'll be able to respond back to me in that language. And it'll right away give it back so, to me in English. What is it? Because I know there's Google Translate. Right. So it's it's Google Translate type technology on steroids. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And we haven't even talked about customer service. Well, no, this is why it's so important is because in customer service, we're able to use ChatGPT to support the customer. Now, here's the way it works. You don't want to go out to the vast internet to support your customer. You only want to give the customer the information that's relevant to what you sell. Right. So you take all your frequently asked questions, you look at your knowledge base based on all the customers that have called in for problems, and there's transcripts many times because they record the calls for quality assurance. Right. Okay, so you start to put that kind of information into basically an engine that's going to act just like ChatGPT, but only for the information that you put in. Got Okay. Yeah. And you could put it in in multiple languages if you wanted to, because ChatGPT will translate it for you. Now, what's cool about this is it will also, because it's ChatGPT and not, uh, I guess, what's it? it the, if I don't get the answer that I want because you didn't understand me, a lot of times that's a problem. I'll give you an example. Typical chatbot. I'm on a website one day. This is a couple of years ago. I want to buy a docking station for my computer, which means I have my little laptop. I drop it in the docking station, which connects it to big monitors and everything else, right? Right. So I'm looking at this, and I don't see an extra like cord coming out of the computer. So I, I, a chatbot pops up, how can I help you? I'm interested in this docking station. Can you tell me if I put the computer in, does it automatically charge or do I need a separate charger? Mm-hmm. And the chatbot comes back, which computer do you want to buy? And I said, I don't want to buy a computer. 
I want to buy the <laughs> dining been, station. I've been on these chat bots. So I, I asked it again a different way, and it came back with the same response. Which computer do you want to buy? Now, in ChatGPT, it'll before it starts to give me the answer, it might ask me a question for clarification. So it'll actually dialogue with me. It, it could be type dialogue mm -hmm. or even verbal, okay? But it'll dialogue with me and then it'll give me the answer. So what I do is I create a data set. I'll give you an example. This is my book. Yep. One of a few the that i The Amazement Revolution. Yes. I can just take that entire text and I can drop it in to this machine. I could say, you can only answer customer service questions that have the answers in this book. And it won't interpret anything from the internet. It'll only take the data set that I actually put into it. So the moral of the story here is input, quality input quality means input. quality <laughs> output. Because this is what some Who people- Who said that? Somebody once <laughs> said that her name was <laughs> Hello, thank you. That's my quote. <laughs> I expect to see it all over the place today. Um, but I think that what people, that's one of the things people don't understand is that you have to learn how to use ChatGPT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It isn't that easy. And you also have to figure out how do I, like the input I put in. The what, prompt. Yeah, yeah. What do mm -hmm. I prompt this with to really get what I'm looking for? And that is something you learn over time. And you, it's a learn by doing. You just have to keep playing right. with it. But again, it's not going to replace no. It's not going to replace your blog writer. It's it not can't. going to replace a lot of things. It will enhance. It'll help. It'll give us. Um, it'll save you a lot a great of time tool. and efficiency. Great tool. Yeah. Just wrote a, a blog. It just came out last week. Will chat GPT make us dumb? Or maybe will AI make us dumb? Whatever it was. And I, I was going to use the word stupid, but I felt that was a little harsh. Okay. <laughs> and. My closing line is that ChatGPT won't make us dumb if we use it the right way. Right. It will actually make us appear to be smarter. It'll allow us to be more efficient. And I think that's a win in everybody's book. And I can really, I can take an article that would normally take me two, three hours to write and cut that time maybe in a into a half right. or less. Right, right, right. But right. it's not going to replace. And by the way, the danger, if you're a writer, or the danger of having anybody write for you or a machine write for you is if you publish it without doing it yourself, your brain really didn't come up with it. And so I'll tell you a secret. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I was really far behind on some of my writing and somebody said, let me help you write. And so I said, okay, I need like two weeks, uh, just two articles. Here's what I wanted to be. Here's the outline. I had it. And go ahead and do it. And it was published. And then somebody asked me a question about it. I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. But it said I wrote it. Right. That will never, ever happen again. Yeah. I kind of halfway wrote it and I let, it's one, an editor can clean it up. I'm fine with that. Right. But whether it's a machine or another human being, write your you own You still have material. to be able to yeah. back it up. And I, you know, cause we had a client that would not read the blogs that we were writing for her. And, <laughs> and oh. I kept saying, you have to read it. She, Somebody's going to ask you a question. I'm like, I'm glad you trust me, but you are the writer. And so when people ask you a question about it, you have to make sure, you know what I mean? And and yeah, so, that, so read what you, quote, wrote, you know, is a good idea. I think um, it's being your authentic self. And 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 then even though, and, I, and ChatGPT does kind of, does start to learn your voice a bit, but um, you still have to, 
kind of do your own flair. You know, like like we've got some clients where, you know, we understand what they sound like, what sounds like them. And so we still have to add in their flair and links to things that are important. I mean, you know, ChatGPT isn't going to put links in. For, uh, it, to back up information. It. You can ask it for can where you? the... Re- well, I don't know if it will actually put the links in for you, but, but it will you tell you where to go. Oh, it will give okay. you the URL. You have to drop it in manually. Gotcha, gotcha. But okay. It's amazing what it can do. And you can say, you can take an article and you go, you know what? This article I just wrote is so dry. Let me put it in ChatGPT. Would you tre- please try... Uh, uh, pretend your writer, Shep Hyken, and by the way, even though ChatGPT really doesn't know me, all of a sudden Shep Hyken goes it on goes the internet and, looks and starts and sees everything looking, about right, you. Yep. Comes back. Just make this a little more entertaining. Make it fun. Is there a joke that I could add at the end? And it will help you create that It really that will content. help. Yeah. And I also love that it helps with emojis. As a social media person, <laughs> I'll be like, what emojis would work for this post? And it'll find emojis I may not have thought of. And I'm like, oh, that is a good one for that one. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. There, it, it really is fun. And hashtags. You can yep. ask it to help you with hashtags as well. And it knows what, uh, well, actually, ChatGPT4 is pretty up to date. So it knows what current hashtags are are working and trending well. But still check them out. Right, because chat the ChatGPT that's free is working off of a little bit older information. Ah, yep. got ya. Okay, mm-hmm. all yep. right. All right, well. So customer service. All right, we're going to go back to that. We need to go a little <laughs> bit into customer service. So um, I just, I want to say, you know, the, the person that was on, that recorded with me before you yes. was Ed Herman at Brown and Crouppen. And when he met you, he was like, oh, we to this day, we use your magic I, moment. This, this, I paid him. It, I knew he was, was coming. No, it was, it was like it. a paid no. endorsement. It, it totally and was. I, I, I go, Ed Herman, do I know you? He goes, no, but I know you and his company, uh, the Brown law firm, Crouppen, Brown and Crouppen. They've been using magic moments forever. Right. So I came up with the idea of, of a moment of magic or a magic moment back in about 1983 or 84 when I first started my business. I've been doing this a while now. I'm in my 40th year right now. All right. Yeah, you can't tell. I like it. No gray hey, hair. we like the bald heads. <laughs> I know. Bald-headed people are cute and engaging. Yes, and, <laughs> and we are. We are so cute and engaging and lovable. Uh, so I came up with the idea. It came from an article that I read by a gentleman named Jan Carlson, who wrote uh, this article titled Moments of Truth. And he ran an airline that was losing millions of dollars. And he brought all of his employees in every city they had a presence. They went into an airplane hangar and he gave the speech. And it was a short speech and an easy speech. And he even had a visual that went with it that was like cartoon, childlike drawings. And he said, the moment of truth is any time, in his case, a passenger, a customer, a client, a guest, whatever you want to call them, patients, a member, and go on and on. I do crossword puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, uh, but uh, anytime a passenger comes into contact with any aspect of the airline, Scandinavian Airlines, mm-hmm. they will form an impression. And that's the moment of truth. And it can be good or bad. And I thought, well, that's an interesting concept. Moment of truth. You know what? Let's call the good ones moments of magic. So what's the opposite of a moment of magic? How about a moment of misery? Okay, so there's the good and the bad, right? (laughs) Right. And then I said, there's a third one out there that Jan Carlson doesn't talk about. And that's the one when people say, how is everything? It was fine. (laughs) 
You know, oh, <laughs> yeah, the, what does uh, fine whatever. really mean? Fine was, is not fine. Yeah. Uh, I tell people, I love saying it, fine is the F-bomb of customer yes. service. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the middle moment of truth is a moment of mediocrity. So we've got misery, <laughs> mediocrity, and magic. And magic doesn't have to be over the top. It, it's just simply, what can we do to make it better than average, even the slightest bit? Right. And I can define that for you very clearly. Um I do a little bit of work with Ritz-Carlton, and I had a great opportunity to work with Horst Schulz, who's the first president and co-founder. And we were talking about this whole moment of truth magic concept. And I said, uh, so what's your secret for being the iconic brand that you are? And he said, well, we just are the tiniest bit better than average because you don't have to like be over the you top. You don't have to be, yeah, yeah. you don't have to it's, go crazy. But I said, how much better? He goes, I don't know, maybe 10% better. And they go, define it for me. And he said, well, if you come to a Ritz-Carlton, you come, you get out of your car, and the bellman looks at your bag tag, sees your name, and says, oh, are you Mr. Hyken? Yes, I am. Well, welcome, Mr. Hyken. Now, that's not a mystery. Right. And then he, he or she, I said bellman, bell person, yeah, walks, gotcha. me, walks me to the front desk, and whoever's working the front desk, the uh, person walking me in says, uh, this is Mr. Hyken. He's here to check in. And they've used my name twice now. And now the, the person behind the front desk used my name. Then I come out two hours later, and maybe I see that front desk person, hey, Mr. Hyken, was your room okay? They use my name again. Just using my name. That's yeah. not over the top. How about this? I call you back the same day you call me. That's a moment of magic yeah, in many right, cases. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially on phone calls. Right, right. <laughs> Think about it. How fast do I respond to an email? How fast do I respond to a complaint? We we actually we love the the whole idea of Jimmy John's. Freaky fast when it comes to response <laughs> time. And and we we actually get business because our clients say, you are so fast to respond. And here's what I tell them. You're going to always hear from me the same day. If you ha hit me at the very end of the day, it'll be the next morning at the latest. Right, right, right. If I don't respond, call 911. Here's Something's my address. Wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's yeah. definitely wrong. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's so true. I'm amazed at how many people, when they come through the website for us, and then when I respond to them, they're like, wow, you're so fast. And yeah. and that some people never respond to them, and I'm like, why do you have this website set up for people to contact yeah, you? Yeah, you have never a contact, contact form, but uh, yeah, that so. do, that doesn't look good for you, business. <laughs> Let's make that like lesson number one. <laughs> <laughs> when Just you say respond. they can contact you, really do make it so they can contact yeah. you and you actually talk to them back. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the two way street. Well, tell everybody how to find out more about you. Well, my last name is Hyken, H Y K E N. Just go to hiking.com. Really? And if you just put Shep Hiking into Google. Yeah. You'll or be chat found. GPT. Or chat GPT. <laughs> you'll, you'll be found. That's like that's what it is these days. All right. So I have some fun questions for you. All right. All right. So you share in, I think it was in one of your articles, that customer obsession is the secret to growing your business. So what are you currently so, obsessed with? Well, what am I obsessed with? Okay. Well, and by the way, that was I wrote the article because that was, uh, I believe it was... Uh, Oh gosh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the company. That was that's it's not oh Gartner, not Gartner, Forrester, Forrester okay. Research. That was all about customer obsession. But what am I obsessed with when it comes to business? I'm obsessed with taking care of my clients and making sure we teach them to take care of their clients. Our mantra is always be amazing. 
I love it. So, and we also want to be amazing for the people that work with us too. Create a great team. Uh, personally, I'm obsessed with life. I'm obsessed with my family. If, let me tell you, I do not have a bucket list, mm -hmm. but I do a lot of fun things. I play guitar. I play golf. I play tennis. I play hockey. I I play. I do card tricks. I, I have oh, a lot of fun. Awesome. So I have these passions, okay? But if at the end of the day you said, what's on your bucket list? Would you love to go, I don't know, do a magic show with David Copperfield? You know what? The one thing that's on my bucket list is I just want to spend more time with my wife and kids Aww. because everything else is just gravy. And that's yeah. all that counts to me. It's So I love that you say that. I don't have a bucket list either. And I think that's I, because I do have a lot of fun. I mean, and I also have a thing about leaving the door open, like not getting obsessed with, I must do the following things. Right. Because I kind of more about, I call myself a compliant student of the universe. You know, let the universe kind of give me some hints on, you should go over there. You should go check that out. And then you... It's, it's just fun. Yeah, and so when it falls in your lap, you take advantage of it. I, I got booked to do a speech in New Zealand, and I <gasps> thought, oh, this is fun. And uh, I, cool. I'm very lucky. I get to travel around the world and do my speeches, and I've been doing amazing things. And I thought, you know what? What's New Zealand famous for? What is it Bungee famous jumping. for? Bungee oh, jumping. That's it? where it started. Oh, it was, oh, goodness. Did you go So I it? said to myself, you know what? I'm going over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bungee jump. And I told enough people that if I didn't do it, <laughs> I yeah. was a loser. Right, right, right. You have to do it now. You committed. And, and so, I mean, I didn't like seek out my lifelong dream is to bungee jump. But hey, I happen to be going there. I was over in Dubai recently and they have these ginormous, ginormous fish tanks. When I tell you big, they're as big as large buildings with sharks and manta ray and all this. And so somebody said, do you want to go scuba diving in that tank? It's kind of like going in the ocean. It's right. that big. I go... Yeah, what the heck? Let's do it. And people say, oh, you do such cool stuff. It isn't like I had a goal to do that. Right. It just was there. I call it a byproduct of life. Yeah. You go along, you got to look for these opportunities. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I like it, Chef. Thank right. you. That, was a, that wasn't that hard of a question. No, no they're not hard. I'm not <laughs> they're here. fun. Like, I'm not going to be like, no, Give solve me a hard this one. mathematical equation for me. I've no. got Google for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As a child, did you have a hobby that you just loved, loved, loved that maybe today you're like, eh, not so much into? Or, or you can have a hobby mm. you're still into, but. Oh, I have. Well, I mean. I, I mentioned my card tricks. Yeah, oh, so I was that ten years old. Child? I started card tricks. Okay. Twelve years old, I did my first birthday party. Fourteen, I worked in my first nightclub. Age oh my, sixteen, I did fourteen in a nightclub. Yeah, and sixteen years old doing comedy and magic at the Playboy Club. Oh, and really? Yeah, that's an incredible in job Louis? for a sixteen-year-old young bet. man. Yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I that's wish I still had that hilarious. job. No. Uh, did comedy clubs and worked corporate events through college. When I graduated college, and by the way, I had other jobs. Like my parents were smart; they made me do real work. Like I worked at a gas station, a convenience store, a restaurant. Anyway, uh, I graduated college. I saw a couple of motivational speakers. I said, "I can do that." I had the entertainment background, mm -hmm. so my hobby. It became, you know, my my living, and even to this day, which is rare, I still go to magic conventions. I'm going to one in about a month to learn more magic tricks. It's hard to find something that fits in my speech, but when I do, I get so excited, and I still practice my card tricks. That's a hobby I've had all my life. All Continue. your life, uh, playing guitar. Um, I don't. Know, this is kind of cool. I played last week with John Mayer. 
That's way cool. On YouTube. I, I Every night I put YouTube on, I watch a John Mayer video, and I play along. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I thought, really? Did John just show up in your I living just room? Had to how, did you, how did you do yeah, this I also one? play with dead musicians on YouTube. <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> but, but seriously, I've been playing guitar since I was like 12 years old, and now I'm very lucky. Uh, every once in a while, I get to play with some really cool rock stars, and... Uh, I just have fun with it. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So that those are passions. I play hockey. I played one season when I was 12. And then my parents got divorced and my mom said, you get one outside of school activity. <laughs> you're doing magic shows and you're doing hockey. Which do you want to do? I chose magic shows. All right. But I've gone back to playing hockey. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Oh my gosh, hockey. I, I can't get over how much equipment you have to wear. Well, and the thing is, we are a bunch of old guys playing hockey. We're not like hurting you're each other. You're not like your teeth yeah, are off I, they're still all intact. There. I wear a full cage. <laughs> okay. We all go to work. We play in the morning. We all go to work after we're done. What and, time though? Because usually, 7 a.m. You have to be there pretty. Oh, that's yeah. not too bad because I've heard of kids practicing at like four o'clock in we the morning. We make them or practice something. before us. I, well, yeah. yeah. When they get They're ready kids, to go to school, we come in. They can do it. We get to the. I get to the office. I'm off the ice by 8:15. I play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday when I'm in town. Ah, cool. And uh, play in the mornings, and I'm off the ice by 8:15 ish, and I'm at my office by quarter to nine, nine o'clock. Uh, sh you know, shaven and showered and everything. So ready it's to not, rock. Yeah, I um, love it. Yep. All right, so. Kindness is my most wonderful, happy place to be when I see kindness, give kindness, what have you. So share with us a time of just to something top of mind about kindness for you, whether it's witnessed, received, given. Mm. I'd like to think I'm a kind person. I'm a giving person. I'm going to share a cool story. Um, I took my son to a hockey game. And we used to go down to the glass before the game when the players were practicing, and they'd flip a puck over and he would catch it. And he was so excited that he caught that hockey puck. A couple weeks later, we went back to the game. Again, we're down there. And I knew I'd raise my kid the right way. And my son and I were there. And somebody flipped a puck over the ice. And he caught it. And he looked at the kid next to him. And he goes, I got one last week. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what you should do, right? Yeah. That's and I thought, so wow. So that's my son, Brian. And Casey Yay. and Alex, my two daughters, are just as kind. <laughs> but I that was a pretty it. cool story. Very. What's your wife's name? My wife's name is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, Chef, this has been so much fun. Well, it's been a pleasure and an honor. And I'm so glad we connected. I don't remember how we connected. I don't. You reached out to me to be on your podcast. I think, so I got to be I think, on your podcast. Did I reach out to you or did somebody reach out to me and about you? And you said, you said, and we never figured out who Doesn't that matter. person was. Doesn't matter. So we honor that person. Thank you for that yeah, nice that person. That was a kind Thing that was that a they very did, kind the thing that they did. But yeah, and, and I was so excited because I was like, well, I've heard Shep Hyken. I've heard of him and all the amazing things, amazing things he does. So I was like so honored. And I was like, okay, will you now, now be on my podcast? So and I love podcasting it forward. This is awesome. <laughs> and we're best of podcast friends. Yes, we yeah. are. We're podcast buddies and we're all. Of, so the Amazement Revolution too. This is this. Tell us the basics of what this book oh, is. Oh, this just was one of the books uh, I've. I'm very lucky and fortunate. This one uh, actually was a New York Times bestseller list. Awesome. And Wall Street Journal list. And it is uh, seven strategies and tactics to create amazing experiences. One of eight books that I've written. Just go to Amazon and buy them all. Yeah, buy all of them today. <laughs> and then rate them five. And then give them to all your and friends. And leave a review. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, Chef Hyken, thank you so much. I appreciate My pleasure, you. Mish. Thanks for having me. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. And go be kind. Love you, love you. See you next time.